What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A dribble, lets it fly. He throws it! FNTSY and SportsGrid Network present. Ball in his hands. Game on the line. Buddy, no. Tipped up by Nance. Hit the horn! Hardwood takeaways. It's Lillard. He got the shot off. Hello and welcome to Hardwood Takeaways brought to you by the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm your host, Scott Bogman. You can follow me on the Twitter at Bogman Sports. Great weekend of basketball. Of course, anytime my Rockets win both their games in the weekend, I'm going to see it as a great weekend for basketball. But let's start out with the Lakers. As I'm recording this, that game has just ended against Atlanta. They won two games this weekend, and there are four teams with two wins this weekend. Two won't surprise you. Two probably will. But the Lakers win 99-97 over Sacramento. Now, there was controversy at the end of this game against Sacramento because LeBron uh, went to the line. He knocked down two free throws, but the L2M report uh, from after that game said that LeBron should have been called for a charge. So, you know, I mean, them's the breaks, I guess, when you're uh, talking about going to the line and fouls and, you know, not a surprise when LeBron is going to get the call against anybody because LeBron's one of the best to ever do it. So um, I I guess you can dwell on that if you're Luke Walton, but I don't think he really did. So uh, they, they win 99, 97. And then tonight, They won 122-101 over Atlanta. They didn't uh, trail in this game at all. 
The Lakers are having a fantastic year. They're sitting at 11-2. and two. They're leading the West. They're not only doing everything that prognosticators thought they were going to be doing, but the Lakers are even living up to crazy Laker fan standards, you know, the people that want to hold rallies and stuff or, you know, whatever it was last year, a sit-in, I guess it was, where uh, they they were unhappy of the direction of the Lakers and all the stuff that was going on and why did Magic quit and all this stuff and why did you hire Frank Vogel? They're even matching those people's uh, expectations this year, 11-2. and It doesn't look like it's going to slow down either. I guess maybe Anthony Davis missing a game here or there could – you know, mess it up. But LeBron is on another level right now, like he usually is. And the Lakers just continue to roll. Uh, The Rockets have won seven straight now. Harden with 44 against the Pacers in a win, 111 to 102. And uh, they, he scored 49 in a win on the road against the, um, uh, the Timberwolves here. And uh, he was 16 of 41 on Saturday, 8 of 22 from downtown. So not a great line from him, but they played good defense down the stretch to win. And the Pacers are just, they're banged up. They lost Brogdon, uh, you know, midway through the first quarter. I think he lugged nine minutes or something in this game for the Pacers. So Rockets and Pacers are teams going in different directions at this point from this weekend, it really seems. But the Rockets win two in a row. You guys know it was... Mainly all Harden. Westy didn't even play the second game, so they're ten and three now. Like I said, seven game win streak, and it kind of looked like it wasn't going to be working. There was a lot of articles about why this isn't going to work two, three games into the season, and now the Rockets are second, second in the West behind the Lakers. So uh, going pretty well so far, even if it wasn't going to work. This is a weird one. The Magic. Improved their record up to six and seven with two wins this week, and they won 111 109 over the Spurs. And then their second game this weekend was a 125 121 win versus the Wizards. I got to be honest, I don't even want to talk about these games. I mean, good wins, of course, you know, the Wizards kind of spinning. The, the Spurs are also spinning a little bit as well, but this was not as close as 111 to 109. They, they won this game, uh, you know, it wasn't really that close down the stretch, but I want to talk about John Isaac getting hurt. I don't know if you guys saw how this happened, but apparently they were doing, I believe it was Thursday evening, a reveal of their city jerseys. And, you know, they had a, you know, conference and all that stuff. Season ticket holders usually come out to that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, I guess they were getting together for pictures. This was at Disney world too, by the way. So, um, now that I'm remembering it, but, uh, they were at Disney World, and I guess they were getting together for some group picture, and I think he slipped and rolled his ankle. So John Isaac has missed the last two games here. So the Magic with a nice three-game win streak, but a bizarre injury story, which, you know, they're not fun when they happen, but it's funny to look back on, and we're going to be able to talk about John Isaac, uh, you know, going to Disney and, you know, not having uh, it wasn't the greatest place on earth for him because he sprained his ankle. But uh, the Hornets also won two really tight games. What a fun weekend to be a Hornets fan. Six and seven now with these two wins. The first one was 109-106 over the Pistons, a Malik Monk buzzer beater uh, to win versus Detroit. And then they won 103-102 against the Knicks. And uh, Devontae Graham hit a go-ahead three with about 2.3 seconds left in this game against the Knicks, and they won it 
And I got to be honest, like I, you know, would have bet the under on the season win totals for the Hornets. I, in the beginning of the season, would have bet against the Hornets every single night. But they've been getting it done. Six and seven is not bad. If they can hover around 500 and really uh, put together some some good pieces here in this draft with Graham and, and um, P.J. Washington and Monk is coming along, uh, along and Borrego just has done a fantastic job with these Hornets. So I'm more excited to watch them every single night. So uh, two big wins this weekend and in impressive style on buzzer beaters as well. So just a great weekend to be a Hornets fan. Uh, the one and one teams here, we had six of them. The first one, the Celtics are 10 and two. They had 10 straight wins coming in, including a 105, a 101 at the, the Warriors. And uh, then they lost 99 to 100 to the Kings. And uh, Marcus Smart missed a game winning shot. He was two of 16 in that one. Now, another thing to watch for the Celtics, because I mean, like I said, 10 and two, it's been all sunshines and rainbows. I believe they lost opening night, won 10 straight. And then this is the sandwich uh, loss uh, for against the Kings there. But uh, Kemba bumped knees. So they're going to play uh, tonight. And I don't know that we I don't think we've heard anything about Kemba not going. But it's something to monitor because at the end of that uh, Kings game, he bumped knees with somebody and left. So we'll see if he actually winds up playing in that one. The Sixers also go one on one this weekend. They lost uh, on the road against Oklahoma City, uh, 119-127, and they beat Cleveland 114-95. to They're on a three-game road trip. This was their first overtime game, and uh, they lost to Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City at one point in overtime went on a 9-0 run, so... Uh, obviously the game was close up until then. And then Oklahoma city, uh, took over and they really, um, you know, what, what OKC wound up talking about that game is the crowd was really good for them. So tough one to be on a three game road trip on, uh, against Oklahoma city. And then, uh, they got out to a 31 point lead in this, uh, in the third quarter against Cleveland. And this game was just never really close. So, you know, a tale of two different teams, obviously between the thunder and the Cavs, which we wouldn't have thought coming into the season, because the Thunder have been a little bit better. I mean, I think they really started out better than we expected. They kind of did the reverse uh, Hornets here. So they started out better, and they've been fading recently. The Grizzlies also won one. Uh, they won 107-106 against Utah. That was a John Morant uh, bucket with about a minute left, and then they traded missing shots down the stretch. But they won 107-106, and he had a nice game, 25 Four and eight with the game winner, and then they lost one fourteen to one thirty one versus Denver, and that was about uh, Denver D being great. They had twenty blocks and steals combined to only seven combined steals and blocks for uh, uh, for the Grizzlies in that one. So they dropped that one and go one and one. They're five and eight now. The Kings are five and seven. They obviously lost the one on the bad call to the Lakers. And then they beat Boston, who we talked about before, 100 to 99. And that was the one where Smart missed. And Buddy Heald had seven three pointers and scored 35 points in that game. So a decent weekend if you're a Kings fan. They're looking a lot better than what they started, five and seven now. Uh, the Wizards went one and one. They're three and eight. So I guess 33% of their wins came this weekend. So you can look at it that way. Uh, they beat Minnesota 137, 116, and they lost at Orlando 121, 125. And um, three straight for Beal with at least 34 points. He's really becoming that, 
you know, if you're a fantasy nerd, that first round value right now, 44 uh, versus Minnesota in the win. And uh, Vooch had a huge game in that loss. He had 30 and 17. But uh, Mo Wagner had a huge game against Minnesota, too. I think he had 30 points, like 15 rebounds. So a decent weekend for the Wizards. Uh, going one and one Pelican, same deal. There's three and nine and uh, they lost to Miami 94 to 109 and they beat the Warriors. The Warriors are so bad right now. 108 to 100, but they were missing Ingram, Okafor, Zion, Ball, Hart. Uh, Favors got hurt in that first game against Miami and uh, they just knocked down triples to beat Golden State. It really wasn't that tough. 18 threes they made against Golden State and they won 108 to 100. Moving on to the one-win teams of the weekend here, uh, starting out with Milwaukee. They beat the Pacers 102-83. to GA knocked down three threes, which hasn't really been on his list. Really in his career, I think he's like a 24% three-point shooter, but he's trying to get better, and he was three of six in this game. Uh, he didn't get to 30 points, though, for the first time in a little bit, and I think he had... He had tied some record with Shaq with like 30 points and 15 rebounds or something, and he got the 15 boards, but he didn't get the uh, 30 points. The Heat won 109-94 over the Pelicans. They only had six fouls in this game. That's a Heat record. The previous was nine, and this was just a combined effort from everybody. I mean, the Heat are clicking on all cylinders. They're nine and three. They are definitely making the playoffs, barring some weird catastrophic injury. Kendrick Nunn has come on. Jimmy Butler is fitting right in. Bam is huge. And they didn't even have Dragic in this game. So the Heat are very, very, very impressive this season and fun to watch. The Nuggets with that one win over Memphis, 131-114. This was the Jamal Murray bounce back game here because we talked about on Thursday how he was one of 11. And in this one, he went 14 of 24, 39 points, four boards, eight assists, three steals, a block with seven three-pointers. He was just not going to let them lose to Memphis, and uh, they wound up winning that game going 1-0 this weekend. The Clippers put up 150 points. I believe that's only the third time this year 150 points have been put up. 150-101 over Atlanta. They're 8-5. Uh, the only 150-point games I remember was the one between the Rockets and the Wizards, which was the third highest-scoring game in NBA history in that one. But uh, Paul George, I mean, really the only story need to know because they scored 150 without Kawhi but Paul George put up 37 points in 20 minutes and it set some weird minutes to points record I don't know what that is but uh, incredible in his second game back off of his shoulder surgery so what it says to me is they probably babied uh, Paul George a little bit too much coming into the season maybe he didn't need all this rest I mean in the long run maybe this is better for him overall but even Lloyd Pierce uh, said we saw a guy with no rust out there, and that's exactly what it was. Paul George has no rust. Uh, there's no reason for him to be uh, only playing 20 minutes, but in a game where they won 150-101, to 101, why would he play any more than that? Uh, the Mavericks went 1-0 this weekend, 110-102 over the Raptors, 20-15 and 15 for KP, bouncing back off of his uh, weird, embarrassing game against the Knicks. Uh, 26-15-7 with two steals for uh, Luka Doncic, 15-19 of 19 from the line. He was getting to that line. Nick Nurse was not happy about it. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But they are 7-5. and five. The Thunder, like we talked about against Philly, went 1-0 this weekend. 127-119 in overtime against the Sixers. And they got to the line flat out 35-15 to 15 times. 
they went to the line over Philly and they went on that nine and zero run, nine to zero run uh, in overtime. So uh, they improved their record to five and seven. Uh, the Nets won one seventeen, one eleven over the Bulls. This was a Dinwiddie takeover in the fourth quarter, twenty four points, one board, four assists, a steal, two blocks, and twenty in the fourth quarter because there was no Kyrie, and the Bulls just shot 35%, and you're not going to win games. Shooting 35%, even with a Kyrie Irving and obviously no Kevin Durant uh, team here. So the Blazers also uh, 1-0 this weekend, 121-116 on the road against the Spurs, 32-6-7 and a steal for McCollum, 22-6-6-1 for Lillard, but he only shot 4 of 19, but they led for most of this game. This was another one where... You know, 121-116, nice five-point victory, but it really wasn't that close. Uh, the teams that went 0-1 this weekend, moving over to them. Um, the Jazz, obviously, somebody had to lose that 106-107 game against Memphis. And uh, Mitchell thought he was fouled on a late inbound pass here, but there was a no call. So a uh, tough way to lose for Utah, but I'm sure they'll bounce back. They're still 8-4. and four. The Raptors lost to Dallas. Bad shooting night for Pascal Siakam. He was 6 of 24. And Nurse said Doncic was, quote, treated well. That was what he said uh, for uh, the 19 times that Luka Doncic got to the line. So obviously he was not happy with the officiating in that game. But the Raptors are still 8-4 and and a very, very good team in the East. And I think a lot of people expected them to pack it up and fold it in and be one of the bottom dwellers, maybe make the playoffs as a seven or eight seed in the East, and they are just not going away. So uh, Fred Van Vliet has become great. They they even lost Lowry as well, and they're still playing well. So you're not going to uh, recover when your main score is going six for 24, but still very much in it at eight and four. The Cavs lost to the Sixers. We talked about that one, 95-114. That's three straight losses for the Cavs. They shot 37% from the field, 24% from three, and went six of 25 uh, from three. That's just not going to win you a game, especially against a Philly team that was upset coming off of a loss in overtime to Oklahoma City. Uh, the Pistons lose the 106-109 Malik Monk buzzer beater game. That's four straight losses for them, and they they shot better in all three phases. They shot better field goal three-pointers, and free throws. There is no reason for them to lose this game. And uh, these are the games that they got to win if they want to make the playoffs in the East again because some of these teams are not going away. Miami's much better than we thought. Charlotte's much better than we thought. That's who beat them in this game. And um, they need to get on their horse because they're 4-9 and nine here. And I know Blake wasn't in uh, for the beginning of the season, but if they want to make some noise and get to the playoffs, they're going to have to start winning these close games. Uh, the Bulls, like we said, 111-117, they lose to Chicago. Terrible shooting for them, 35%, 23% from three. Not going to win a game doing that. And the Knicks lost that uh, other buzzer-beater game, 102-103, against the Hornets. That was the Graham game winner. But Mitchell Robinson got back in here, and I think it has to be the first time in his career, unless he played one or two minutes or something, that he didn't have a foul in this game. So uh, he had a double-double. He had a steal on a block. So... Looked pretty good and got 27 minutes, so looks like he's back from that concussion. Hopefully, he'll start to get those minutes, and and maybe they'll even start creeping up to 30. I won't want to hope too much, but uh, we'll see how long Fizdale lasts there, too, because we heard about all the rumors about their gaining information and gathering information and doing all this stuff about possibly getting him out of there. But um, as it sits, he's still the head coach of the Knicks, so we still have weird rotations. 
Uh, the two lost teams this weekend, the Pacers lost to Houston 102-111 and to Milwaukee. I mean, you know, you go in and you're down so many guys. They shot 40% against Houston. You're not going to win that game, missing most of your good players, and that's the game Brogdon went out. And Miles Turner got back in against Milwaukee, but Milwaukee's one of the toughest teams in the NBA, so that's a tall task. They're 7-6. and six. They're still above 500, so they're doing okay. Uh, the Wolves are kind of coming back down to earth. They are also 7-6, and six, but they started out so hot. They lost to Washington 116-137. That was the big Beal game, and uh, Mo Wagner had a nice game, and they lost 105-125 to my Rockets. And, you know, a big part of losing both these games was uh, Andrew Wiggins missed both the games because of the death of his grandmother, and he is having an outstanding season. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just, you know... I mean, he's still young. He's only 25 years old. Maybe that's the thing that was holding him back was, you know, he just needed a little bit more time to develop or whatever, but it is absolutely working for him right now, and that was a huge blow. But they're still over uh, 507-6, still competing for a playoff spot in the West. Uh, the Spurs lost their two games. Obviously, the closer one, uh, 109-111 to Orlando and 116-121 versus Portland. The Spurs let it the half against Orlando and let it slip away. Like I said, it was not as close as that 109-111 because Orlando had a great second half. And the game they dropped against Portland, Pop got ejected in it. And there was some weirdness going on here because it should have gone to Becky Hammond, who's been there longer, as far as on the coaching staff, of course, than Tim Duncan. But Tim Duncan was out calling plays and all that stuff. So I, I guess they didn't really get a good identity on who was the head coach, although it really seemed... Like it was, uh, you know, it, it really seemed like it was Tim Duncan, but uh, they said that it was a group effort. But in a, as a group or Tim Duncan, they lost either way. So not a great weekend for the Spurs, and they fall to 5-8. and eight. Uh, Once again, a lot like Detroit. They're going to have to get on their horse if they want to make the playoffs here and start winning the games that you should win. You should beat Orlando, and if you're at home against Portland, you should beat them too. Uh, the Hawks lose both of their games to fall to 4-9. and nine. 101-150 against the Clippers. We talked about that. Really, I mean, you know, obviously the score tells the story. You lose by 49. Uh, I think the biggest lead was 52, by the way. But uh, they shot 37% and uh, the Clippers shot 53%. And then they dropped the one against the Lakers tonight and the Lakers uh, led wire to wire in that one. So 101-122, they lose. Uh, but the most pathetic team in the NBA, I think right now, there's no question, it's the Warriors. They lost both games this weekend. They're 2-11. and They've lost seven straight games, 100-105 versus Boston, 100-108 at New Orleans are the games that they lost. And uh, they also lost D'Angelo Russell. He sprained his thumb. He's out at least two weeks. They were 5 of 28 from deep versus Boston. That's 17%. They just cannot seem to put it together. There was a lot of talk about competing, competing. Uh, yeah, I guess when you lose by five and eight, you're not getting pounded and it's not double digits. It's not like losing uh, by 49 points to the Hawks, but you got to start stealing one of these on occasion if there's any hope for you to do anything. And uh, I, I, I don't want to use the tank word, but maybe it's time to start thinking about uh, them doing that for real. So, you know, maybe Russell needs to be shut down. Maybe Curry needs to stop talking about how he wants to come back at the end of the year. Maybe it's just time. You know, you've had a nice run. You're going to have a lot of pieces come back next year. So we'll see what they do moving forward. The Suns were idle 
uh, today uh, or this weekend, excuse me. So they did not play a game. There's some ring news, by the way. We had uh, two bits of ring news before we look at the schedule uh, today. Uh, Bill Russell accepted his Hall of Fame ring after 44 years. He had refused to be involved in the ceremony or any of that stuff um, because he didn't think he was he should have been the first African-American in the Hall of Fame because Chuck Cooper was the first uh, African-American player drafted in the NBA, and he got put into the Hall of Fame this year. So I think that was the stepping stone, and then Bill Russell accepted his ring. It was a private ceremony, so you know you won't see it on TV or anything, but uh, good on him. And then the Raptors, in a different ring news, decided they aren't going to give uh, the Grizzlies trade guys a ring, Valanchunas, DeLon Wright, and C.J. Miles. And uh, Webster, their GM, said it's not an easy decision, but to be honest, I mean, we did our homework, we talked to teams, and I think, I don't remember, there was maybe one scenario where a team offered one. I think it was Anderson Verge out in Golden State, but I think it was a really unique circumstance. So, um, I don't know, you know, I I just kind of think that when you win your first one, and especially Valanchunas, he was in there in Toronto for a while, so I just think maybe they could have given him one, but... You know, if that's not the standard, that's not the standard, and that's just what it is. I mean, it's not that big a deal that Valanchunas doesn't get a ring. You know, he wasn't there for over half of the season, so not that big of a surprise. On the Monday slate, we got a bunch of games coming up tonight. Uh, The Knicks are hosting Cleveland. The Nets are hosting the Pacers. The Hornets take their hot streak on the road against the Raptors. The Bulls are hosting the Bucks. My Rockets are hosting the Blazers. The Mavericks are hosting the Spurs. Celtics go on the road against the Suns. That's the one. Look to see if Kemba plays. Uh, Utah is hosting Minnesota. And the Clippers are going up against the Thunder in L.A. And that is the slate tonight. So um, lots of fun games to look forward to. If I have to pick one, I think I'm looking at the the Hot Hornets team against the Raptors. That's going to be a real fun one to watch. But that is going to wrap it up for me on Hardwood Takeaways today. Remember, you can follow me on the Twitter at Bogman Sports, at FNTSY Radio, at Is It The Wells for everybody involved here. Have a great Monday, and I will talk to you later. Take it easy. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.